I mean, it's hot, but it's, it's not too hot. It's pretty good. Not too humid. I like the dry heat all right. The one thing I always forget, though, is uh, I forgot my sunscreen. Although there is a good amount of trees around here, I do burn quite easily. And although one might be in paradise, you can't forget the necessities. And that is the proper treatment of your skin. Besides that, it's not too bad. Maybe you're scared. What this book is about, it's about people that are a little bit more freewheeling than the computer hackers. What they're into, they're also into physics. What they did was... Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up, guys? How you doing out there? The inaugural, in, inaugural, <laughs> inaugural Purple that's Grove podcast. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, that's a big one. We got uh, we got Benjamin Argyroff Flood over here in the studio. Hello, hello. How you doing, Ben? Doing well. He's kind of our, our resident uh, red man. Resident red man, I like it. I'm a... <laughs> we also got DJ Dula. The DJ Dula's in the house. Yeah, he's chilling. Dula, what have you been up to, man? I don't know, dude. I just got back from Japan, and like I'm finding trouble sleeping, and I've, I'm running out of melatonin, so like that's that's the only thing that's on my mind. Right now. How are you doing? We got Dev Man in the studio behind the glass over yeah, there. Yeah, man. It's <laughs> funny you say that, Julo, because I remember I got a text this morning, because we were talking about doing this show today. I got it at 4.44 a.m. And that's Pretty just early. Like, yeah, that's signature. The guy's been away. <laughs> I mean, once you go to the land of the rising sun, you're pretty much, you're Dude, pretty I, much up. With I woke sun. up and I like turned out of bed and I saw this giant bag of snacks. And I, I texted Devin immediately, like, that's what we're doing today. Like, oh, yeah. That's what we're doing. That's using. true. We do yeah. got these snacks right here. Oh, yeah. All right, give us, give me the lowdown on what I'm about to consume. All right, all right, all right. So, we got some snacks here. What do you got in your hand? You got the Kit Kat? I got the one that looks like it's pretzel based. Oh, pretzel based. All yeah. right. This one's the one that isn't in English, but it's by the company. Morinaga. <laughs> you know, I'm chewing it right now. Yeah, what's it taste like? It looks like a pretzel, but it's more like got the crunch crunch bar consistency. Hmm. I like how there's really no ingredient listed. <laughs> oh, no, they don't do that, man. <laughs> oh, it's coffee. I taste some coffee. Do you taste that? A little bit. I mean, it would be nice to know, but... Oh, li- yeah, li- no, yeah. we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, just for the listeners out there, I brought a bunch of food back from, from Japan. We're just trying it in the studio right now. This is our food segment. Yeah, it's, it's good. It was easy to open. I remember I got some Reese's over the weekend when I was yeah. going to see Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. And I spent like five minutes in the theater trying to open that plastic. And I don't know. They really make it difficult to get them open these days. They don't get it here, man. They don't. Also, so so this small packaging of four sticks was in a giant box as well, so you can share it with your friends. Ah, mm-hmm. that's nice. It was relatively cheap if I remember it right. It was like a buck, you know? Mm-hmm. They're All pretty right. good. Yeah. These are pretty delicious. Give us the intro. On the, the next one's got more language on it. Yeah, so the next one is Kit Kat. Is that the Kit Kat you got? Yeah. So Kit Kat is huge in Japan for some reason. Really? And they have like a million different kinds, but they're also known for, like Japan is known for matcha, yeah. which is like a powdered tea. 
All right. Oh, I've so, had, I've had that before. Yeah, I, I got some back at home. I should have brought some here. Um, but yeah, this is just matcha flavored Kit Kats. Oh my gosh. It's pretty crazy colored. Matcha? Yeah. This is a snack I get down with. Well, I like it's it's like a very nice green. Mm-hmm. It is. Just like seafoam. It is. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually don't know what color that is, but I think it's the best way to describe something that's not green. But it kind of is. Yeah, no. So this matcha is like real traditional in Japan. And on my last day, like, I had a bus out to the airport at like 1230. And I had to show up at this at this random garden right when they opened to have like a traditional matcha tea ceremony. It was like the craziest. You got to pick up. All right, all right. So it's a cup of matcha and a little confectionery treat. You got to eat the treat first because it like cleanses your mouth so the matcha oh, tastes the better. Yeah, it cl- yeah. your palate. And so, once you're done with the little treat, it's in this, like, bowl that you would drink soup out of, and you have to pick it up, put it in your left hand, hold it with your right hand, turn it counterclockwise two times, and then you sip out of it, and you have to finish it in three or four sips, and after each sip, you got to rub the part where your mouth touched with your thumb and your index finger. It's, like, the craziest Why? thing Why? Why is that? I have no idea. It's just tradition. That's crazy. But it was, like, the well, crazy... I can show you guys, crazy. like... I support it. it. sounds great. Yeah, no, it was... It was a great experience, and the craziest part about it was, like, it's this, like, 300-year-old garden just literally in the middle of Tokyo, in the business district where, like, the land would be worth so much. It was just this old samurai, like, home. So, like, kind of yeah. like when you're walking through maybe NYC and you yeah. see, like, a classic church just mm-hmm. lined up against this 80-story skyscraper, you just see kind of truly what the culture values at that time. Yeah, except this wasn't, like, just a church. It was, like, almost like a square, like, block, like, more than a block of just, like, this garden. It was huge. So is this, like, is this a public space that people... Most of them are. This one you had to pay for. All right. You had to pay, like, 300 yen to get in, so that's, like, three bucks. All right. But you can get, like, a year pass for 12 bucks. So. That's not bad. So it wasn't bad, yeah. But, okay, we got we got a couple more snacks here real fast. Yeah, what, um, what else you got? We'll go into this first, so... Whoa. Yeah, I know. Okay. There's a, there's a short period where I was really into Japanese drums. Yeah. And, I don't know, it was kind of like meditating while I was just listening to this walking. This is... All right. Just, it get, it picks up. All right, go back to the snacks. So we'll, this we'll is hear. some Maizan... <laughs> uh, li- there's not a word of English on this thing, but I know it's Pop Rocks. Okay. okay. And uh, I just feel like, you know, Japanese Pop Rocks has got to be crazy. Oh, and this yeah. was like, this was like nothing. This was the cheapest thing I bought in Tokyo. I remember like in elementary school, you'd have like a substitute teacher. Yeah. Maybe during like Halloween. Yeah. And like kids would have pop rocks and they'd just be like, he'd just be talking, having such a hard time. And it would just be like, and this guy was just losing it because the my sound God. of the classroom. Is there, is there supposed to be like a pill like oh thing God. in this? Oh my God. Yeah. There's like little candy. Oh, there is candies okay. in it. Okay. I can okay. see these pictures. I wanted to make sure that. <laughs> this was purely, Devin, purely I'm gonna come, pop rock. I'm gonna come give you yeah, some. Come drop some off. Give you a mint also. For the for the listeners not in the studio here, we kind of got this strange uh, through the looking glass window thing. For separate rooms. Yeah, there, it's almost like a wow. interrogation mm. chamber. Uh, all right, Dula showed up. So what I'm seeing here is a red package, some wild looking Microsoft Paint guys. Ooh, exploding. We are popping. Ben, put your mouth up to the mic. I don't think I've had these in yeah. years. Kind of tastes like a cola. Put those in your mouth, 
Oh yeah. Kind kind of a, a it, cola. Yeah. Wow. This is fun. Yeah, these boys, they pop pretty hard. It's like, yeah, it definitely tastes like cola in your mouth. Not as refreshing as the Coke, of course. You gotta support Coca-Cola. Of course. But, I don't know, this sound is kind of nice to walk around with. This is like extra loud, I feel like. Yeah. Like, this isn't normal. <laughs> That's right. crazy. That was some, there was no English on that package. Yeah. This next thing, okay, so like, long story short, I ended up like going out and taking these like 27 year old Japanese girls out to dinner. Nice. And nice. We're like in a cab going to this Japanese steakhouse. Not an Uber? No. No Ubers there. No Ooh. Ubers? Do no. they have like Oh, no, no, no. They, they do have, sorry, they do have Ubers. But they use Uber Eats a lot more than Uber. What's that? What's Uber Eats? It's where they can um, order food. And the, the Uber is usually on a bike. Okay. They'll pick up food from wherever and they, you know, give it to you. Wow. Yeah. It was way bigger than Uber Uber. What's wow. what's the case? Does everyone have their own car there? No. Not I at feel all. like the public no transportation is probably pretty public good. Public transportation is huge. Good. All the people I worked with um commuted via the metro or the subway or whatever, like at least an hour to work every day. It's crazy. Yeah. That's fantastic. Like, I don't know, that was a, that was wild. But anyways, I'm in this cab with these twenty seven year old Japanese girls who like somehow know English. And one of them was like, wait, wait. Hey, where, yeah. where did you meet? Where did you meet these women? So the night before, I'm walking around Ginza. Nice. So, so to- We're gonna have a lot of questions. What's Ginza? <laughs> Japan, Japan is set up in this way where it's like there's Japan, which is the country, which it's Nihon, Nihon. actually. This whole story. That's Marco, how they see Marco Polo is the reason why it's called Japan to us Westerners. Man. But Nihon is like you know the country Japan. And then you got these prefectures. Okay. And so, like, I stayed in the Aichi prefecture, and then there was also Tokyo, which is a prefecture. Those are like states. They're like, yeah. Uh, maybe like a little counties. more independent? Oh, okay. They're, they're fairly big, yeah. Okay. And then within those prefectures, you have cities. And okay. so, like, I stayed in, uh, like, Nagoya. Nagoya. And then there's also towns within the cities or like wards sort yeah. of so i stayed in ishiki within nagoya within aichi mm-hmm. within japan just it's crazy so, so you, you, like if you're sending a package through japan you gotta you gotta put all that down, yeah. all those down? It's cr- but it's weird though because like street addresses are like are weird there really yeah like, it, it was really when we were in tokyo like we'd ask people like oh, what streets it on they're like <laughs> and like Google Maps is like, yeah. <sighs> it's just so difficult. Well, like Google Maps makes that noise. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, just like you search for something. <sighs> like it's just so so. Ginza is a ward in Tokyo. All right. And Tokyo is a prefecture and it's also a city. It's just like Tokyo. Did it did it feel as big as it is? This is the biggest place I've ever like. I I can't explain how big Tokyo was because it was it was enormous. I never saw the end of skyscraper. That's crazy. wow. No, it was crazy. That's sweet so, though. We're in Ginza. Ginza's like a pretty uh, pretty high-end district where you find like the Fendi's and the Hermes and Louis V and the Gucci stores, you know? And um, so we were out there and then stores close around 8 or 9 o'clock. So we are like, got off work, took the subway there. It was like a 15-minute subway. We're in Ginza. It's like 8.45. We're walking out of this building that had the Bape store. The babe, but the babe store closed at eight thirty. Oh man, you missed it. So we were sad, like we missed the babe store. Closes early. I wanted heard. some babes, does I wanted something, you know, 
Alright, hold up. What's a babe? I really don't know. A bathing ape? Oh, a bathe? What's that? A bathing? I want me some bathing ape. I, I know the line. I'm Soldier Boy. It's just a brand. It's like a supreme. You know? Oh, a clothing. Okay. Even I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> bathing apes. They're great. Soldier Boy made them. I'm a little behind the time. Uh, so, so we just got out the babe store that was it was closed. I don't know. So we go downstairs and there's this like tourist center. And it's connected to this like uh, convenience store, and it's weird because in Japan you you can just drink anywhere like open carry. Yeah, open carry everywhere. Like you can just buy drinks, and all the Americans we talked to, they said their best nights out was just like buying drinks, and sitting on the side of the street in Tokyo. Just that's like, actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. But you go into this tourist center, and the girl behind the counter is like taking your questions, kind of cute. So we like sit down and talk to her. We don't know how old she is. She just looks yeah. like our age, and she knows English. She's crazy, and she has like an Australian accent. I was like, I just kind of. That's that's rad. Yeah, I'd be talking to her as well. Yeah. yeah so we cool. so we we were gonna exchange numbers, but we were like, that's way too difficult. So we decided to insta DM. And we were like insta DMing, and we were like, yeah, well, you want to go out in Shibuya with us tomorrow? And she was like, yeah, I live in Shibuya. I was like, Shibuya. Shibuya in Shibuya. Also, it. Remember the name Shibuya because like since I've been in Tokyo, people just name drop Shibuya. Shibuya is a really big ward in Tokyo. Like I've li- I've heard it in songs like three times in the past day. Is it like every is it like people coming out of Shibuya? Yeah. Like big names. Oh. Or is it people going to Shibuya? It's like people going to Shibuya. Are they like you know? It's like name drop in Chicago. Oh, alright. Shibuya all right, is right. huge. You know. That helps me. A so bit. yeah, we take. Oh, where was I? Yeah, so we're in this cab with these Japanese girls. We only met one of them, and then she brought her friend. So like that was cool. Yeah. And we're in his cab with Japanese girls. And this girl just takes these mints and was like, yo, you want some? And I went, I. And she like pops some in my mouth. And like, I'll let you guys pop this in your mouth. Because this, like, just yeah. just pop like two Is or three. Is that the same package? From, yeah. From our Australian accented Shibuya yes. woman? This and, is the same exact one. Yeah. And by the way, this package is phenomenal. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's, it's incredible. It's way better than Tic Tacs, I think. Yeah. Oh, man. Don't don't get me into the Tic Tac conversation. Kind of, kind of yeah. picture like a Tic Tac and a floss. What container. kind of shape? Is it like a like a prescription looking type of shape or this? Circular? No, I'm talking about the actual mint itself. You have it in front of you, dude. Up on your table. Oh, these? Yeah. Oh, I thought this was part of the the spark no, no, no. in our mouth. That's uh. That's, oh, I don't think this is the exact mint, bro. These are good. I'm digging this. Yeah, this isn't the exact one. The exact mint that she put in my mouth was the mintiest thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. Like it was unreal. The amount of pain I was feeling. What? Wow. From a, like, it was just one mint, and she, like, threw, like, two more in my mouth, and I swear to God, I was, like, coughing up. It was, you, like, manning up. You're, like, yeah. she can't let me. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was awful. This actually tastes really good. This is really good. Yeah, it's also sugarless. How? Oh. Gotta love those corn subsidies. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Unreal. Ben, I'm sure you could talk about corn subsidies for a while there. Yeah, no. That would be, be on uh, that. a dark road to go down. <laughs> well, Abdul, tell me, man. Like... Are you going back to Japan? Like, did they win your favor? I don't know if he, like, wants me to come back to help establish this, like, fund or whatever, or this internship program. Yeah. I'm down. I think you'd probably do a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Been... I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know how to compare this, but as I told you guys, the university's flying me to Saskatoon. Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> you need to establish that connection. <laughs> I'm building up relationships <laughs> between the U.S. Oh, yeah. And Saskatoon. <laughs> Saskatchewan. <laughs> I heard uh, they're actually pretty similar to Japan. Really? Saskatoon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're probably sister cities. I'll have to look it up, man. 
right, let's uh, let's move forth. Let's yeah, start. Yeah. What, are, what are we gonna be doing next here? Talking about uh, pizza? Let's talk about some pizza. Yeah, I think uh, that's that's a good, it's a good thing to start at. Stop! 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 Pizza! Pizza! Hungry? We're pizza family. So, as you guys all know, there's been 800 million dollars that have been poured down into the city of Detroit. Okay, to put together the Little Caesars Arena. Now, they got some pretty big names starting off strong here. Future Senator Kid Rock. He's right. opening up with six shows. Oh, don't say six that. Shows. Yeah, I six mean, shows in a row. Are you kidding me, Kid Rock? This place probably seats what, like 50,000? I don't know. Uh, I don't know basketball. No, I think it's like twenty, thirty k. All right, yeah, twenty. You're right. Yeah. 20 and then 21 for basketball. So that means Kid Rock is going to be pulling in what 120 people. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, I don't know, man. You got if you're if you're willing to see Kid Rock once, I think you're willing to see him every definitely. Night there would definitely be nights. some overlap. Oh yeah. I don't know. Let's see. But are, are will these be concerts or will these be him in his formal <laughs> his formal campaign footing? Just taking <laughs> questions. Yeah. Is he on? Is he is, is he campaigning right now? Would, would, There's oh, rumors he that he wants. No, no, really? He's been campaigning, and actually, Shania Twain. Let's see if I can find this. Wait, no, no, no. He's running. Yeah, no, I know that, but like, is he actually campaigning? Because that's. The, I thought he just like put out that thing. Is he actually actively coming out with like, you know, his well, I mean, platform? You could say in this this day and age, what's a stronger campaign than to run off of like something like Twitter, social media? Yeah, that's true. So he's already been putting out claims and retweeting a lot of polls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying that he's taking down. Our Democrat Senator Debbie Stabenow. Wow. <laughs> what a guy, dude. Yeah, that's actually crazy. Yeah. I can't believe His that. cousin went to Harrison. Went, what? Went to my high school, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he, like, died in a motorbike accident or something a couple wow. years ago. Yeah. It, wow. It's crazy. Like, he that's died, like, and then everyone, like, was like, oh, I knew, I knew him. Jesus. Like, oh. But then, like, his whole, yeah. the whole thing just kind of ends back at Kid Rock. Yeah. He's talking about Kid Rock the whole time. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well. If you thought that was that was bad, which is, I mean, I like Kid Rock in some context. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like him recently, but right after that, all right, six shows Kid Rock oh, breaking in the whole new venue, yeah. right? They're cleaning up day in, day out. Right after that, we're hitting big with Ed Sheeran. Wow. Opening up James Blunt. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So that's fun for the whole family. That's just... That's just, I feel like that's Metro Detroit's music taste in, in, yeah. in one big sum up. <laughs> that's true. Do you think they're just pulling in all of Metro Detroit for that? Yes. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that, that is everyone. That, yeah. that is the suburbs. Really all right, next up, we got Sir Paul McCartney coming through for two shows. That's cool. That's two, the two call. shows part is really cool, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, he, he doesn't have to do two shows in Detroit. I'll tell you this one. I, I saw Paul at Comerica in Detroit Dang. maybe four years ago with my father. And it was really cool because he, uh, I'd been to the Motown Museum before. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, you got the Temptations in there. Michael Jackson's done some hits. Stevie. Cool yeah, place. Everybody. Mark, yeah. It's a cool place. Mm. And like the end of the tour, they show you this, the recording room, and there's this massive grand piano. And they're just like, all the songs were done on this. Wow. That's sick. And then. They say, well, you know, Paul McCartney came through here a few years ago, got really sentimental, and he dropped like 400k to get this whole thing restored. Dang. And, and I remember at the concert him bringing this up, which is pretty cool. So yeah, you know, Sir's ro- Sir Paul's rolling into town. He's actually like going to the sites. He's not just like rolling in, rolling out like that. I think that's pretty pretty respectful. Oh yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, I respect so, that a lot. So I mean, you, you ask who could you top next? Kid Rock, Ed Sheeran, Paul McCartney, mm-hmm. Imagine Dragons. Oh, that's Now you got 
it, it, there were some blimps out there of people in Oakland County that you might not have gotten, but imagine Dragons took care of that. Like, Absolutely. That's everyone That's a right family there. banger, dude. You've covered everybody. Man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I think if Ben were to go down to one of these shows, I really don't know if there's anyone on this list for Ben. Wow. Like, Ben, who's someone you want to see at, at the Whoa, new whoa, isn't, isn't Gucci Mane on there, dude, though? Gucci Mane's coming with The Weeknd. I know. I saw, I saw him the other time. <laughs> you already caught yeah. him. That's crazy. Well, I don't know. I probably, I don't think I'll end up going to the the new arena this year. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I might go if they still do those Pistons things where you can pay like five bucks and just watch a Pistons game. But like, that's true. I don't, I don't know. Else. Do they still hand out Ben Wallace afros? <laughs> if they probably I, did I, I at I his, his retirement thing. Because <laughs> they retired his jersey, I think last year, and I, I yeah. think they gave it out then. But nah, nah, no, dude, I can't name another person with an afro, like ever, aside I from him, which is That's crazy. In general or in the NBA? Both, just okay. like at all, you know. No, I'm, I'm actually trying to think about it too. The only guy I can think of is the guy from uh, Dear White People. What's that? It's like that show. It's uh, it was a movie and then they made it into a show. It's like all, all on Netflix. It's about yeah. just like how white people do these things. And, that's the black good. people. Yeah, it's like it's kind of corny, but like it's, it's good. But there's a dude with an afro in it, and that's about it. I think like you're really taken aback when you see an afro, just because it's kind of like a rare sighting. I feel. I don't know. I wish I wish I could have an afro. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Same. I thought about really, really thought about getting a perm to be able to have like a weird afro. That'd be pretty great. But it was like. But then you'd have to get a perm. Yeah, you'd have to get a perm. Wait, 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 hold up. That that means anyone can get an afro. Is that what you're saying? I'm, I'm almost certain. Yeah, I don't, I don't do know about right, that. I don't know about that. If you do it right, you can get like a weird, like, super curly afro. You know what I mean? Like, like ramen noodles? Yeah, like ramen noodle afro. I respect that. I really do. Oh, yeah. If you can do like, it, you no got to do it. Like, yeah. You know? If you have the capacity, if capable, definitely. Yeah. You gotta be pulling it. Yeah, through. yeah. So what else we got on this list? We I know there was there was a crazy name on there. There's like one that just doesn't fit in here. Yeah. All right. So if you guys have seen Step Brothers, yeah. yeah. You seen that movie? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know this song, but this is a big song. I'm gonna skip ahead. Just. Oh yeah. This guy is supposed to fill up Little Caesars Arena. This guy, <laughs> twenty thousand people in Detroit are gonna come see this guy. Yeah. Josie, <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, operas, the classics—they still have a place. Like my grandma doesn't know English, but I'd take her to this. Ben, you, and, you make a great point. And, you, and you'd have—you'd hold your grandma's hand through the entire oh, thing. Yeah. She would love it. She wouldn't know. I don't know any of the words, and I like this. It's, it's an Italian. Io li vivrò 
sogno all'orizzonte manca le parole io solo so che sei con me con me la luna tu sei con me io solo tu sei con me back into this guy all right ben i think you bring up a really cool point because i'm like looking at this list right now yeah and this is by far the only opera guy right so that, that means in 2017 there's still room for opera oh yeah absolutely know. that blows my mind and if, if you're the guy booking this or the or the girl that's booking this yeah you you have to you got to start off big you got to hit all yeah. All the communities of Dude, music but like, lovers. That's really like, true. you think this Little Caesars will be able to handle the acoustics of this? Like, like no, I, I feel no. like I could hear this in like a Hill Auditorium, like at Michigan or something. And that's where you like, want to hear it. Yeah. yeah, that's the problem with today. Is like, I'm not going to a pizza arena. Yeah, no. A Michigan pizza arena to, to see this guy make me cry. You know? No. Yeah, no, not at all. I don't know. Especially at three days later, Katy yeah. Perry's gonna be in there. Yeah. I've already shed enough tears for Little Caesars. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Ben. Let's get into that, man. Drop, drop some lines of like what happened in that place. Yeah, let's talk pizza, man. Oh right, yeah, we might as well, might as well because pizza's it. Pizza's it. It, it builds a house. Oh yeah. That this music is going to be. Dude, yo, g- give me give me a statistic, Devin. When was it founded? I want to guess uh, 60s here. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, close, man. 1959, Garden City. 59, making five dollar pizza. Was it was always five dollars even when it started? Right? I don't think it was five dollars. Oh. Yeah, I think that's really like when they kind of started growing. Like, wild. okay, yeah. Was it cheaper? Than, it had to have been cheaper, then, right? Like in the fifties, sixties, it was cheaper than five bucks. I'm actually not sure a what, pizza. What the <laughs> yeah, I don't well, know. five five dollars in 1959 would be? Would be expensive pie. Yeah, yeah. it would. That's so, yeah. That's too so much it never pie. went more than five dollars. Probably not. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Tell tell us about the experience. Tell us about the place. All right. You, you need a little background on Little Caesars. All right. 
So, Little Caesars, everyone knows, Mike Illich. Yeah. R.I.P., R.I.P., dude. Was a huge name in yeah. Detroit. Owns the Fox Theater, yeah. Red Wings, Tigers now. Little Caesars, he, uh, he's, he's a part of the Macedonian community in Metro Detroit, which is, mm. Macedonia is a little, little Balkan country. Oh, yeah. Got, it's politically, there's a lot of political turmoil in that yeah. country. And we got some Macedonian blood in here, don't we, Demo? We do. I, I'm, I'm uh, a quarter of 30% Macedonian. <laughs> the numbers <laughs> has not quite, yeah. has not quite been verified, but mm. I have some Macedonian blood inside of me. Um, so yeah, my grandparents, same thing. They emigrated over, uh, and uh, Mike Illich and his family, the Illich family, part of the Macedonian community. And as you can imagine, it's not very big. Yeah. Metro Detroit, just a bunch of just, uh, Slavic hill people. Yeah. And uh, he came over and built a fortune, built an empire. I mean, when he, I think at his peak, he was making a billion dollars a year as wow. a person. That was his salary. Um, like, is pizza big in Macedonia? Like, what? Why pizza? Like, what no. is? I mean, he actually had a couple businesses before, and so my great grandparents' uh, house, they had like wow. these sidings over their window, okay. these awnings, and that was the Illich's family business before they went to pizza. Wow. They went bust in that business. Yeah. And then decided to go over. And they just right, jumped over pizza. We'll That's start making crazy. pizzas. I, I think I remember reading that pizza it was kind of like invading the U.S. at the time. Like, mm. it was still kind of questionable. Like, yeah. uh, I mean, it's it's not a household thing. Like, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. going to go get pizza for the family mm-hmm. every, you know, every week. Huh. So, but it's crazy. You think... What fifty years later now, almost sixty years later, the guy's filling his palace with this. <laughs> like he's getting one of the greats. Yeah. Because of pizza. And the thing is, they they own the Fox Theater, so yeah. why would they not just have this guy in the Fox Theater? Wow. Yeah. They they get crazy acoustics. They like that. Just make more sense. That's a great question. A smaller venue too, probably. Right? That's that's what blows my mind with like Big Sean and stuff. He'll come to town. Yeah. And. Every concert you go, or you know, all the, all of his albums, it's like Detroit, 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 and I just don't understand why he plays out in the Palace in Auburn Hills. True. Like, yeah. There's plenty of great venues downtown. What, what's that venue in the riverfront? Oh, I don't know what that's actually called, but that's a pretty cool place. I saw Nas and DMX there, and that blew my mind. That's sweet. Yeah. Even the Masonic is, I mean, not yeah, nearly Masonic. as big. Yeah. As, as filling out a stadium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do two shows, man. You got the capacity to bring yeah. everyone in. That place is beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You can imagine like a Big Sean concert. But I don't know, dude. Cameras. Big Sean, Big Sean's weird. Like, did Big Sean li- grow up in Detroit? Because yeah. like his mom taught in Farmington. Taught at East. Taught at East and and somewhere else. But yeah, taught at East. That's I don't crazy. know. Regardless, man. Mm. Like Mrs. you're Anderson. making songs about Detroit. What? Mrs. Anderson. That was her did name. You have her yeah. No, my sister know. had her. Really? I believe English. And I remember my sister telling me that she'd explain to the class that her son was a poet. Yeah. And what he was doing was poetry. Wow. I found that I found that pretty great. That's kind of beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Spaghetti. I imagine a lot of people. Yeah, I got you. Last, last comment here. I imagine a lot of people, you know, they start rapping and their parents really don't appreciate it. You know, so that's. Oh, no. That's, good that's why support. you got to do it and not have your parents know at all. <laughs> I've been doing that for about 10 years now. Dude, I'd ask what? you to drop some stuff right now, but. It's coming up. What, yeah, would, it's coming what up. would be your parents? Well, okay, my dad found out once because, like, uh, we, we did a video for it, and that's where we went wrong. Because, like, we used to put our music on, like, SoundCloud and Reverb Nation. My dad doesn't know what it. My parents don't know what that is. They don't yeah. know how to access those. But when it got on YouTube, that was, like, 
we did a music video and we just looked ridiculous. And yeah. Like, we're doing I was I was standing on top of a minivan that was like moving and. Did you take a lot of heat for that? Yeah, I got I got I got a lot of heat for that. But then I just kept doing it and then, no, it was brutal. fine. I I said sorry and then I said I stopped and then I kept doing it. So. Hey, you it can't, you can't take the poetry. You gotta out express of, yeah. yourself. No, you got like creative. You gotta, you gotta. You're an artistic soul. Yeah, you it, can't deny that from yourself. Like, exactly. You gotta keep doing these things, and I can't, I can't play the guitar. So that's what I do. <laughs> the yeah. guitar's out of fashion. We know that. All right, we're moving on here. Yeah. Where are you, Mike? <laughs> So that was a good one. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. So this is the point of the show where we're gonna kind of break off here. We're gonna watch a Scooby Doo episode. This one's called uh, Jeepers. It's the Creeper. A classic. Yeah, this is season two, nineteen sixties or nineteen seventy, I think, episode four. So. Does Scooby Doo have in-house musicians? I'd imagine like I could. They, they go through shows and. They just like call someone in and they just kind of do all the music. Dude, Hanna Barbera. Yeah, that's what they did. We'll have to do yeah. a little bit of investigation on that because I, I mean that would make sense to me, Ben. You're a musician, like how would you go about that? You definitely want some. Uh, you definitely want some musicians in the studio that know the characters of Scooby Doo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because as you as you can tell by the Scooby Doo and just watching it, the series that. The dynamic between those characters and everything, so you have to have musicians to understand it. Yeah. But do you think this song is representative of Scooby Doo? <laughs> this literally is I'm in love with an ostrich. <laughs> this is the craziest song I've ever heard. I mean, ever yeah. this song makes about as much sense as that episode that we just That's watched. true. That episode, that was a wild episode. Yeah, I'll, I'll give like a little synopsis for our, our listeners there. So, what do you guys think? They were on their way to like a like a, school dance, dance. A school yeah. dance, and a barn. barn. Yeah. yeah, with a buffet. Yeah, some barn dance. I had a buffet. Yeah. Right, so they're off doing that. And, like, on their way there, there's some tree that's, like, rooted up. So they have to pull over and see, like, what happened to this guy. And. This guy, like, crashed. Yeah. He was just, like, out of his car, leaning on this tree. I still don't understand exactly what was going on with that guy. He looked pretty hurt. Yeah. That was. It was kind of weird. Alright, anyway, he's hurt. They have he has like this note with him. So the game's like, oh we got a mystery on our hands. Like what are we gonna do about it? And this guy's like a bank he's like a bank uh guard. Guard, yeah. I think that's what they said. So, he's a bank guard and they take him back to the bank owner's house and then they go to the dance. And they're boogieing. Yeah. They they're they're getting Oh they're down shuffling, the dude. Yeah. They were absolutely boogieing. I'm taking room. some of that back to Rick's. Yeah. Yeah, it, good moves. it was like one or two moves, mm -hmm. but it was so good that they needed to change it. Oh, yeah. No, but once you got your signature move, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. why do anything else? You got to go to. That's really true. And you can do it like it's brand new. You have a new population every time you go to the barn dance. Each barn is a different barn. I know. Uh, how about that, like, uh, that chariot chase they had with the horse, too? That, that defied physics? Yeah. That was crazy. He, like, the, the creeper guy shows up, turns off the lights, gets on a horse, starts chasing him. Yeah, also, apparently, in the same barn that they were dancing in, yeah. there was thoroughbred horses that were saddled oh, and yeah. hitched up the carriages that just were just in case. chilling, yeah. <laughs> and somehow, yeah, a horse with a carriage can jump over this this cliff or whatever easier than just a horse with a man on it. And, like, I don't know, that blew my mind. This, like, 
the, the physics didn't the make physics sense. didn't make sense. But you guys got to admit the craziest part of the episode. So Scoob and the gang, it's like half the whole episode is a chase scene. Oh yeah. So they get chased up this across this cliff, and the creeper disappears, and they cross this like kind of bridge. Well, no, no, no. They find these footsteps first. Yeah. And they're big footsteps, and they're like, oh, this might be the creeper. Oh. Oh, okay, I remember. This is how we find the creeper. What was that whole scene about where they cross, they go in there, and there's that yeah. guy cooking soup? Yeah, that was just, there was no there's meaning literally, behind that. There's literally a, the hermit. They called him the hermit. The hermit, yeah. And he was cooking up some uh, some squirrel bat feet soup or something? That didn't bat make any sense to me. Like, it was. Yeah. It had literally nothing to do with anything else nothing in there. It was literally there for you to think it was the creeper. I didn't get it for a second. I don't yeah. know what that was all about. I was a little bummed about it, mm-hmm. to be honest, because... Misdirection, dude. But I'll be honest... Like every time I'm watching Scooby Doo, I'm trying to break down like how they made the episode and oh, yeah. what clues they're giving you. I couldn't put it together in that one. Yeah, that was it. Was really like it was one one guy or the other guy. Like they didn't give you a lot of options there, and I don't. Yeah, they at least gotta give you like two. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Do you think we'll see that the Hermit Man? Do you think he'll be in other episodes down the line? Do you think he's? I'm this, looking up right now. Yeah, you gotta look it up. Done with this was guy. Was he a Hermit? Scooby Doo Hermit? Yeah, the her, the the. There was something else. He had like a full name. Hermit of the Hills. Yeah, the Hermit of the Hills. All right, so... No, he's in one episode. That's true. Wow. What the hell? The Hermit of the Hills. Can you imagine having that voice of the Hermit of the Hills? Yeah. And you just being like, Yeah, was the Hermit of the Hills back in my day in 70, in 1970. That was my peak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think that guy like ever got out of the, the hills? I think that was his... I think for the character and the person voicing that character... He, yeah, that was the pinnacle. That of was career. The, yep, absolutely. <laughs> Guy never did a voice acting again. <laughs> no, he got ran out of town. No, he's that. probably like someone's uncle, someone in the studio. Like, oh, we, uh, we need someone to be the the hill hermit of the hills. And he just calls up his his uncle, comes in, just does the voice, and he's out. That was yeah. too much for me. Yeah, I couldn't handle that one. All right, we can move on. That was a solid episode. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, didn't seem like anyone really knew about it. Real quick. Yeah. Can we talk about the lack? Of of just overall diversity in every Scooby Doo episode. Oh yeah, dude. No, that's how it was. We can we can just we can just touch on that a little bit. It's a much deeper. Yeah, dude, dude, think about it. That's the '70s. That's like right after segregation ended. That's still like a weird point in America. Yeah. And like the '68 election. Yeah. That was a that was a crazy time. They had riots in Detroit. I mean, uh, Chicago. '67, I think, was the Detroit riots, right? Yeah. And then they had the uh, Democratic convention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that was a wild time. I don't know. I guess the more we explore, I kind of. I think the Hermit of the Hills kind of fits the picture. He does. Like he's like running from all that, just cooking stew. Scooby Doo was more political than we thought. Yeah. So, so it was the Hermit yeah. of the Hills like this is this like Kerouac esque? <laughs> yeah. Uh, society is, is is a complicated place, so he yeah. finds solitude in the mountains. Society. I don't get it. Is the Hermit of the Hills? Yeah. Oh man. All right, all right. Let's let's transition <laughs> to some music here. Yeah, we can jump on. So uh, before before we get into this little segment. I'm gonna touch on Japan a little bit. So, so Japan is real big into like. There's a whole ward in Tokyo called Akihabara, and it's like the tech district, and it's like the anime district, and it's like the music district where you can mm-hmm. find like the the K-pop or I guess it's J-pop in in Japan. Weird culture. And then I like ask these these people that like kind of spoke English, you know, like friends we made there, and I'd like ask them like, hey, like what kind of music you listen to, and they're like. Oh, it's all like Japanese music, and then like, oh, do you listen to American music? And the only two artists I got out of these people was 
Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber. And one of them isn't even American. Bieber's Canadian, but I don't know. He doesn't count. Yeah, no. So he's a little brave. That's kind of crazy. So just two American artists have kind of been introduced into the Japanese K-pop culture. Yeah, which is really odd to me. And like, no, no one else really listened to American music. It was just like those two. Yeah. I you thought know, that was real odd, yeah. After living with uh, Ricky Lee this oh, year, yeah. my roommate, uh, he was my Chinese roommate, uh, actually, I, I grew to appreciate some of the, the music some of his friends brought on over and played on over our speakers. Um, hmm. Definitely different, but it, it definitely seemed like like that was all they wanted to listen to. Like what? Like they had their own hits. I, I can't. There was this one like guy, Chinese people. And it, yeah, it wasn't even like chi- music out of China. Yeah, like you would have like immigrant, like or ch- like a Chinese Im- like son of an immigrant. Yeah, making a, a song or something out of Seattle. Uh huh. And that that would be the music they'd be listening to in China. So it's like American produced, uh, but but directed towards China. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Like song yeah. I mean, but that's a, that's like a very classic thing, right? It's yeah. Where, like a diaspora of the Chinese people. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they go off and get. If you like think of reggae music, yeah, it's uh, like a, a black diaspora ended up yeah. in the islands and they send it back to Africa and that is sweet. Build off each other, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you got to go where, where you can make the music at times. Like, mm-hmm. like I know we focus on that a lot here. A lot of the production value. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that's something interesting. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So this week's segment, uh, we're we're gonna take a little bit more of a hip hop vibe here. So yeah, just like a quick. A quick intro into like hip hop and what it is. I I, I like I like hip hop. I'm a big like rap guy. Whatever. Like started off in like the 70s. All right. Mm-hmm. Hip hop just started as like DJs, and there were these disc jockeys, and they were just like throwing block parties in the street, and they were just using old records, and they were spinning them, and so they'd take these records and they'd spin them, and then they'd start putting words over it. And then hip hop and rap was formed, and so samples are like huge in in that music genre. And so, like the 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 main topic of the music segment this week is going to be just some samples, and more specifically, some Kanye samples, because they're really easily easily noticed. Yeah, you and, definitely know when you're listening to. And a some of them are real, real deep, and you're like, bro, how did this, how did this dude where like, yeah. where did he find this? This, yeah, this is unreal. Like, yeah, I feel like there's kind of some people have like. Kind of conflicted feelings when it comes to samples because they're like, yeah. like, yo, someone already made this song. Yeah, like, yeah. Why are they doing it again? And I, I don't know. I find that argument to be a little bogus. Yeah, no. It, like, you gotta yeah, understand. Exactly. Like, yeah. once you understand why yeah. samples exist and like how how they kind of connect back yeah. to like the like these dudes couldn't afford instruments or anything. Like, so yeah, this is a classic. Yeah, some Ray Charles here. And I think by by sampling by artists nowadays. It's, it's a testament to that music's ability oh, yeah. to, to last. And yeah, you're, give, you're like giving them credit in a way, you know? Yeah, yeah. you are. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're taking it into like a whole different medium here. So, but this uh, is that gold digger sample, you know? Yeah. Like, I think if this was re-released around the time when Gold Digger came out, like, it'd be almost just as popular. Because this is... It's such a great song. What would you classify this genre, though? Oh, yeah, this is like blues. Yeah, I think I'd say blues, too. It's blues. Folky blues. Yeah. This is sweet. It's just fun to listen to. And See, this is something like, I could get down to this no matter where I am. Mm-hmm. I don't need this. I don't need someone throwing like a 50s party 
They're like, we're gonna listen to 50s only music. Like, I could listen to this at anywhere and I'd be great. Oh, down. yeah. I mean, but you, you also have to think about their upbringings. I mean, I'm sure, I don't know what Kanye West listened to growing up. Yeah. I don't know what his parents listened to growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I imagine what their parents listened to and what his surrounding influences are. Oh, you know, yeah. That's a huge impact. That's gotta, dude. How about them? I'm sure like, we have our own pocket full of songs we can sample these. Oh, yeah, we definitely yeah. do, man. Like, I'm I'm sampling, like, freaking Sarah Bareilles, dude, you know? <laughs> Don't bring up Sarah Bareilles. You know I love Sarah Bareilles. I truly believe, and I'm going to put it on now just because you guys know I love this song. Yeah. So, here it is. So, Sarah Bareilles dropped this song. It's, over t- it's almost 10 years. Oh, it is 10 years old now. Wow. wow. Yeah. This could be the most universally well-liked song. Yeah, ask your friends. Yeah. Listen to this podcast. Ask every single person you know. Put out a Twitter poll. Yeah, nobody dislikes this song. And if, if even if no one dislikes this, try to find another song you think that more generations, intergenerationally, like anyone yeah. can get down. With this yeah, ask your grandma. True. She, she might not know it. Show her. Grandma, do you like this song? <laughs> I don't it. Right. Is that what my grandma sounds like? <laughs> I never met your grandma. Sue. What? Sue. Jesus, Susan. the Macedonian that was no, she, no, she's a sweet she married a Macedonian oh, that's good.
So this is um, <laughs> maybe it's the power of love by Blackjack. Oh, this is Kid Charlemagne right here. This one it takes. Oh, this is Kid Charlemagne. Yeah, I, I oh, jumped. Oh shoot, down here. you jumped it. Yeah, Kid Charlemagne, yeah. Steely Dan. Yeah. So. Dan's got trigger fingers over here. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm locked and loaded. Oh, good. Sample comes up in in a couple seconds. And that's it. Like Kanye found greatness in that line and turned it into a song. That's just wild. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I know this is Steely Dan. I yeah. know a lot about Steely Dan. Like they were mainly a studio band. Oh yeah. Hmm. What does that mean? They just don't do tours or anything? They like just prefer to make music. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Touring, playing music live versus producing something. We kind of have that thing today where like so much EDM is just like they're already playing something that was produced in the studio. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's kind of like the studio was like the first case. Yeah. We don't. No, I mean they made their living. They're professional musicians, huh? And they were so good that they would just yeah just drop hits. They would they would help other people, other artists. Oh. Other artists were coming with the song and they yeah. play with them. That's cool. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's I didn't know anything about that. That's pretty sweet. For like record companies, recording yeah. studios would have a set group of yeah, yeah, yeah. musicians there that were ah, awesome. Okay. That is pretty I cool. Do that. Yeah, that, that is really cool. cool. Imagine like any studio you go into, they just have like their crew. Mm-hmm. They're like, all right, we're bringing our drum boy in. Yeah. Oh, definitely. If you're and if you're a major act, if you're a major yeah band. You might have time to sit hours and hours and hours in a studio. Yeah, that's true. When you just need this like basic rhythm or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guys work it out for you. Yeah, yeah. All right, so this is right here, Blackjack. Maybe it's Power of Love. Yeah. Now I'm actually not familiar with which kind of sample this is. It's it's never let me down. It's a song with Jay Z. Okay. It's like not as popular, but it's like it's one of my favorite Kanye songs. I got you. Yeah, throw it on. Because you'll you'll hear the similarities like almost immediately, it except it's just Oh damn it, man. <laughs> it's a new Jason Bateman show. <laughs> I heard it wasn't that good. <laughs> I heard it wasn't that good and I'm just seeing ads everywhere for this guy. I don't know. This is back when like Kanye and Jay Z were friends. This is like so early 2000. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. If you listen to this whole song, Jay Z is like a. Cr- it's just so good. I love this song. But 
How was the new Jay Z album? That? Oh, it's good. It's but it's like it's like weird because he talks about like cheating on Beyonce. It's like, yeah. like there, there are a couple tracks on there. Like I like Jay Z a lot, and like some of his old stuff, like Reasonable Doubt, is like his, I think that was his first album, and like the Black album. No, they're both like some of the best rap albums you can listen to. Yeah. And there are a couple tracks that sound like that Jay Z, but it's just like. It's weird. I don't know. You just got to listen to it. To yeah. He's coming. Uh, I think he just announced he's coming to Detroit oh, in the next couple months. I think he might be. Yeah. He's coming to the pizza. Behind yeah. Ready. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. But, all right. He'll, he'll sell out. Yes, he's exactly. That's what they should do, man. You get a free pizza with your purchase and take it. Five dollars, too. That would be insane. Yeah, that would be fantastic. I'd be down. Alright, let's go on to this next song. Next Although song. That, that last song, I kind of feel like it could be at the end of a Fast and Furious <laughs> movie. <laughs> like the credit scene. Oh my god. Alright, I'm. <laughs> Abdullah, talk about this one. I'm going to look up what the last Fast and Furious yeah. closer was. Um, so this song is Today Won't Come Again by. I don't know how to say this dude's name. Like Donald Lise. Lace. Lace. Yeah. But it's Hey Mama. And he like directly samples this, and this song Kanye did about his mom. I think it was right, like right before she died. She died off some like crazy stuff, like yeah. too much plastic surgery or something. And that was kind of sad, but it was it was crazy how this. I'm almost certain this came out before she died, which is wild. It's a beautiful song. Yeah, both of them. Both of them are really good. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely I'll probably listen to this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yo, yeah. This is this is an eight tracks playlist I made in like eleventh grade, and I still like I love it. Whenever I hear the actual Kanye one, I'm always thinking about Mother's Day and like what yeah. I'm gonna buy my mom. Mm-hmm. So it's good having this song in a playlist, just so it reminds you to you know that day's coming up always. Yeah. Devin, what's your mom's name again? That's Jamie. Jamie. All right. Yeah, shout out to Jamie. Shout out Jamie. Born and raised, fantastic artist. She's really a true talent. Um, <laughs> so. I found the Fast and Furious soundtrack. This is the 2009 one. Wow. I think Paul Walker is still around. Okay. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, and the final track, this one's called Blanco. Um, this is actually the Spanish version by Pitbull and Pharrell Williams. So we're going to hit that one up right now. Yeah, I can see this as the credits are rolling. So just remember, this is what Ben thought. It sound like. <laughs> so, I don't know, Ben. You probably haven't seen the new Too Fast, Too Furious one. Yeah, no, yeah, I haven't seen it. They don't make culture. any sense. No, they don't. Dude, no part of it that makes sense. That was a crazy thing, too, when I was in Japan, that, like, movies that sucked here were, like, number one movie in the country. Yeah. Like, you know, like the Fast and Furious, it broke box office records because of its viewership in China. Well, I read about. It. I remember. Yeah, the I, most viewed movie of all time, or the most, the, the highest box, like the box office record for movies ever, was this past Fast and Furious, strictly because of China. Oh, that, yeah. That's crazy. They love it. Yeah. I mean, think about why they made Tokyo Drift. But this also goes back to like, think about maybe ten years ago, they'd have like a nuclear war movie, and of yeah. course it'd be like. Maybe even China might have nukes. Yeah, and they're threatening the U.S. And now today, it's all you know. The Middle East is the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. And China might even be like the cool dudes now. Or North Korea. Yeah, it's who's ever got the money and whatever market's gonna do well. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. 
all right, good. all right. We we got like one sample on here I really want to get to. I think it's this one. Yeah, I love this song. I just listen to this like just when I'm feeling feeling myself. This is my song, and no one can take it away. It's been so long. But now you're here, here to stay And I wonder if you know what it means To find your dreams come true So long since someone could make me cry, and I wonder if you know what it means to laugh as tears go by. This samples "I Wonder" by Kanye, and I think it. Uh... It'll come up in a little bit, but it's just a nice song to listen to, especially on a rainy day like today. Hey, someone sitting inside rainy day, rain rolling off the window. They got themselves a little piano. Oh yeah, I'm a sucker for some piano. Oh, yeah. Who isn't? This oh, yeah. is my song, and nothing can make it. It's been so long, and it's stronger. I know why, and I wonder if you really, really know that as long as I live, I will see.
Let's do this. This is the last one. Let's do the Lauren Hill song. All right, here it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. Dang it. I was like, wrong song. <laughs> I can't believe this song. It really, they recorded that whole thing just for that episode of Scooby Doo. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Lauren Hill. Miss Lauren Hill. It's the mystery of iniquity. Said it's the misery of iniquity. Said it's the history of iniquity. When it all, all falls down. Telling you all, it all falls down. So, when it all falls down. Kind of sweet about this one, Kanye. Actually, if you're on Spotify here, just give the credit out to someone for singing this here. Selena Johnson. Is that who the original one's by? No, it's by Lauren No, it's Lauren Hill, yeah. That's kind of strange. So he actually had someone come in. Covered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Shoot. So this is, I don't know. Is that still a sample? If you yeah. Yeah. Okay. I really like the original one. That was beautiful. It's a really good. Lauren Hill. So is Lauren Hill the Fugees? I don't know what she is. I think she might have been in the Fugees with like I forgot who, like a couple other people. But yeah, I'm gonna throw in her. She, she's pretty. This, the album this is on the um, MTV Unplugged. Frick, no. Oh, what is the album? Mysteries of <laughs> the Miseducational Lauren Hill. That's like a legendary album. All right, for all you PGP listeners out there, homework tomorrow. Yeah, listen to the the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Yeah. I believe it's called. We'll have a playlist up. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Wow. So, all right. When Miss when Miss Laura Hill comes to town, she plays at the Michigan Lottery Amphitheater at Freedom Hill. What? Yeah. Alrighty. She's coming to town with Nas. Oh, I can dig that. That's actually a good concert. All right. We got one last sample here I want to play just because I know uh, Ben's a pretty large fan of this artist. In fact, I actually heard a pretty sweet song by him this year. That's not really one of the big ones. Uh, I might have to play that as our closer. But uh, this is Curtis Mayfield with Move On Up. Oh, yeah. Though there may be 
I just don't know if, if people have as much fun as those guys do these days making, making music. music. Yeah, no, I don't know, man. It's a business now. That recording must, yeah. that just must have been a blast. Yeah. How many, like, I feel like they didn't take more than a couple times to record it, too. They're just like, no. this is perfect. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. You know? Just like, fine tune it a little bit. Yeah. What kind of song is this? Uh, it was Touch the Sky. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm not, I thought it was on graduation. That was, that was Lupe Fiasco's Big Break. That's a sick song. He was not big until this song, really. Yeah. This is good, too. Oh, yeah. This is this is like a classic song of, like, 2006 or whenever it came out. Yeah. You know? Wow. He's got some actually great collaborations. He's got Adam Levine right before this. Mm-hmm. Lupe, Jamie Foxx, of course. Common, The Game. Jay-Z and Nas appear back-to-back, which we know they had pretty big beef. Yeah, they did. We might have to explore they that They squashed someday. it, though. They, yeah, we'll, we'll talk true. about that one day. All right, it's been a hell of a show. But before we leave, yeah, I got a quick gift for my boy Ben here. All right. Oh. Where is this? Is this from Japan? Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't leave you hanging, dude. Gifts from and, across and the sea. And we got the reaction live on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually wearing a gift from Abdullah myself. The great Kingagawa wave. Oh, wow. <laughs> what do you got there, Ben? Oh, I... So it's the it's the same three-quarter pant <laughs> lounge pants, but they got little sumo wrestler Buddhas on it. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> All right, and for the listeners that don't know, I, I'm a large human. He's a very yeah, large dude, human. Yeah, dude, so they only had this... Hell they yeah. only had uh, extra large in this design, so I'm really glad it's a cool one. Oh my god! Oh my yeah, god. we're gonna play some frisbee in those. Oh, absolutely. That's sick. Stick so the Stetco pants—they're like lounge pants in Japan, and there's this like fear that uh, Americans will wear them out, <laughs> like to, like you know how Devin is right now. Yeah. There's like a fear that you'll wear it out in the out of the house and stuff, and so it's like not really sold. In the states or anything, like, very about, like much. making it acceptable, as we've kind of done with like athleisure wear. And yeah, like, exactly. Like wearing spandex everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like yeah. they're really, it's just like a very traditional. They're usually in all white, and you'll see like yeah. traditional Japanese people just wear it in the house. And they throw these designs on it, but it's still like noticeably a lounge pant. That's sweet. So like describe describe what the the images on this also. Been. So, it is just first of all the. <laughs> The pant colors a deep purple, and it's either a black or, or, or a dark blue is the drawing. Mm-hmm. And what you have is you have a series of different <laughs> shots of large sumo wrestlers <laughs> wrestling each other. And I mean, like, it's not just like the same print. It's I'm different. seeing I'm seeing yeah, just a large amount of variety. So, um, and and there also seems to be a guy that's judging them, <laughs> like looking at them at the same time. They got a referee. Yeah, oh, no, oh, dude, if you're sweet. if you're bored, so when I was in Nagoya, there's, like, national tournaments for sumo in in, to- in Japan. I think there's there's either four or six of them a year, and one of them happened to be when I was in, in Japan, and it was in Nagoya, nice. which was, like, right where I was, and I was in Nagoya the day it was happening, but it's, like, it's sold out because it's, like, a huge deal. Mm-hmm. It was on TV. It's, like, when I was back in my, like, dorm thing that I was staying in, I just watched these dudes sumo. Bro, they like there's so much like culture in it. Yeah. Really? And then I'd see white people. Like there's a, a handful of like Europeans. Who are wrestling? 
Yeah, who were like in it, and it's just so odd. Like it was wow. just weird because they're just like, you see a bunch of these like Japanese or Mongolians who like are big dudes and. Because the Mongols are pretty good. They the the Mongol was the was the champion actually. They won. This, really. The, this last national tournament, yeah, which is crazy. Like this guy was like telling me he's like, oh yeah, the new champion was announced, but he Mongolian. <laughs> it's like like a whole thing because he wasn't Japanese, but the pride of Ulaanbaatar. Yeah. Which is the capital. Yeah. All right, guys. So today we broke it down a little bit. Yeah, we talked. We talked. We, we had some food. We talked pizza. We talked yeah. Scooby. I think we hit all and, our points. Uh, we we talked some so, talked some music and yeah. gave out a pair of three quarter sumo pants. All right. And I'm very happy. Oh yeah. Ben, thanks for coming on the show today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah, it's really been great. Yeah, it's been it's been a great show. Yeah. Stay tuned too on Sun. Uh, uh, coming up. Coming up. Yeah. Our next show will have uh, a couple great guests. We got Michael Zimmer. Michael great, Zimmer coming through. And Zach Drescher, I, yeah. I believe. Yeah. And maybe a Tony Bogan. Yeah, we might have Tony yeah. rolling through. So it's gonna be a hell of a show. It might be a full house. Just like this one. Yeah. And we're gonna close this one on out with another Curtis Mayfield track. It's called The Makings of You. Close but not quite 
impossible to do Reciting the makings of you 